Hey, it's Brian Cook, your host here. Wanted to let you know we now have t-shirts. Would you like to support the podcast? Have you noticed that I can't get a sponsor because this show's too filthy? Hey, it'd be great if some people ordered shirts. They're great-looking shirts. Go to estoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. You'll find competitive erotic fanfiction on the right-hand side. Click on that, and you can order shirts. There's men's and women's sizes. It's a great design by my buddy Mark Palm in Seattle. He does all of our amazing poster art. Uh, please support the podcast. It would help us out a ton. That's estoymerchandise.com. E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello and welcome to episode 138 of the Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Cook, and you've found the Internet's number one most trusted source for Muppet boners and horny loners. Upcoming shows include October 18th at the Virgil in Los Angeles, October 25th at Union Hall in Brooklyn, and today we've got round two from a show recorded August 16th, 2015 at the Virgil in Los Angeles, featuring Eliza Skinner, Harlan Williams, Sean Patton, Liz Stewart, and Kieran Diol, reading pieces they wrote based upon audience suggestions. First, you're going to hear them draw topics, and then we'll fast forward into the future to hear the finished pieces. One note on Harlan, we had a miscommunication, and I thought he was preparing a piece for round one, he thought he was in round two, so it got to be the end of round one by the time we figured out that Harlan uh, had not prepared a piece. So we got him a, a suggestion yelled out from the crowd. Happened to be Jackie Cation, by the way. And uh, he wrote a piece real damn quick backstage, and that's why he's not in the initial drawing portion of the podcast. But he's still in there. Enjoy. Over the next few minutes, while uh, I, myself and the competitive erotic fan fiction players read you my latest piece. Please welcome the competitive erotic fan fiction players, Sean Patton and Eliza Skinner, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Prairie Home Companion coming to you live from the World Theater downtown St. Paul, Minnesota. We've got music tonight from the Low High Big Little River String Band, a special performance by the Queen of the Clogs, Penelope Sandusky, Rich Dworsky, and the whole gang, brought to you by Powder Milk Biscuits. You know, it's been a quiet summer in my hometown of Lake Wobegon. The cows munched happily, the pigs got fat, and according to old man Watson, the corn grew faster than he'd seen it since August of 1947. Yes, you might say that was the closest thing to excitement around here, unless you count the arrival of a stranger who went by the name of Lola. You could tell right away that Lola wasn't from around here by the way she talked, while I'll never forget the first day she walked into the coffee shop. Which one of you crackers wants to get me motherfucking mouth pregnant? <laughs> Ma'am, I'm gonna have to ask you not to yell cuss words in my place of business. Look, I took the Greyhound all the way from Omaha and I'm bus horny. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna need one of you big corn-fed motherfuckers to come bang me like a dry- donkey kicking a hole in old drywall. <laughs> <laughs> Salty language was frowned upon in the coffee shop. 
But there were no such rules out in the alley by the dumpster. It was filthy, with discarded tins of Saskatoon chew and at least a six-pack's worth of old bunion cream ale smashed to bits on the asphalt. But Lola didn't mind, as half the town lined up that afternoon to have their way with her. Why, there was old Irish Mickey. Oh, faith in Megora, that's a sweet bit of the old cunt. <laughs> and of course, big Cajun Mike stopped by. Oh, doggy, I declare that pussy before it ends a loser and a sweetie. <laughs> and an itinerant Jamaican farm worker everyone just called Mr. Marijuana. Mr. Marijuana, get his dick wet like Kingston, turn a monsoon, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> None of them seemed to be able to please poor Lola, who had some complaint with each and every one of her suitors that day. Get your soft-ass, goofy dick out of my fine, fat coochie before I fart on your balls. (laughs) Yes, she really had a way with words. Finally, Greta had to come shoo everyone out of the alley with a broom, like a group of hungry raccoons eating garbage out of a pussy. I mean that quite literally, as Lola, in the heat of the moment, had jammed her clam full to the brim with a fetid mixture of banana peels and coffee grounds and made my neighbor, Tim Hanrahan, I quote, yummy down on that shit like it's your last meal before you get put to death by a lethal injection of pussy juice. Yummy down! No one until I, international sex symbol Garrison Keeler, strode out into the alleyway. What the fuck are you looking at, droopy dog? Oh, I was just thinking maybe you'd be bored by now with all this playing and be looking for a bit of that good dick. Let's see what what you're working with. Yep. It's scary looking. Like a melted Halloween mask. Like a Santa Claus candle that someone left out in the sun. Your dick got jowls, son. How would dick get jowls? Give me that nasty dick. Nasty ass Minnesota ice fishing dick. Look like a gutted trout someone left on the ice and a bear got to it. Mangled ass bear chewing ice fishing dick. While my manhood does bear a striking resemblance to an undercooked pork loin with eczema, I never had any complaints once the lights were off and the blindfolds were on. So I spit in both Lola's eyes and massaged my mangled bitch hammer into Lola's battered goose carcass of a vagina. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's real good. Your public radio dick hitting my spot like a dad, like my dad hit my brother when he caught him jacking off the pictures of my mom. That shit felt good, like the first shower after my, my after hitchhiking all the way home from Sturgis with a butt full of old biker cum. <laughs> You're making me wetter than the carpets in my mobile home. When all was said and done, Lola finally got what she'd come to town looking for, other than trucker speed. At first, we didn't think Lola would fit in in Lake Wobegon, but that was before most of Lake Wobegon fit in Lola. 
Yes, it was a good day in Lake Wobegon where all the women are strong, all the men are good looking, and the transient pussy be good like fresh ass peach cobbler on a hot summer's day. Thank you so much. Whoever Eliza and Sean, you guys can stay right here. Look at all the round two competitors. Get over Eliza Skinner, Sean Patton, Liz Stewart, and Kieran D. All, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, come on. All right, here's how this part works. Uh, I'm going to draw... Okay, we'll start with Kieran. Let's start with Kieran. Big round of applause for Kieran D. All, ladies and gentlemen. Damn. Get on that mic, girl. Uh, I'm going to draw one suggestion. If Kieran likes it, she can take it and run with it. If she doesn't like it, I will draw a second one. But then you all vote with your applause on which one she has to write. Uh, I don't know what this is. Your first suggestion is Rashomon? Oh, uh, let's see if I can get a second one. All right. Don't. I'm not super smart. Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. That one I know. <laughs> Got that one. So, with your applause, who wants to hear Rashomon? <laughs> she suggested Rashomon. Phoebe Bottoms, ladies and gentlemen. See her in a bit. Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Of course you do. Okay. Oh, let her hear it. You're good. Now you can go. You can go start writing. Kieran D. All, ladies and gentlemen. Keep it going for Liz Stewart. Hello. Your first option is Encino Man. <laughs> uh, get a se- I'll get a I'll get a second suggestion. All right. Uh, suggestion number two: Parappa the Rapper, <laughs> the terrible, terrible video game Parappa the Rapper. Uh, who wants to hear Encino Man? <laughs> who wants to hear Parappa the Rapper? <laughs> Encino Man, it is. Liz Stewart. Keep it going for Liz. And keep it going for Eliza Skinner. Find and point the signal to your left. Find and point the signal to your left. No, just me? You Parappa the Rapper fucking liars. <laughs> do that whole game. Uh, your first option is Fox and Friends. Mm. <laughs> what else we got? All right. Uh, Veggie Tales. I already did Veggie Tales. Did you really? Yeah. Right, I did that on the repeat. show. I mean, not like at home. That would be weird if I was just like sexy <laughs> shit about veggie tales. I have that here. Uh, your second option is the Dalai Lama. Oh, <laughs> oh you guys think fun stuff. Who wants to hear Fox and Friends? Wow. Who wants to hear the Dalai Lama? <laughs> Dalai Lama it is. Right. Eliza Skinner, keep it going for Mr. Sean Patton. you later. Uh, your first option is Echo Park Rising. The festival? The music festival right up the street full of shitbag hipsters, Echo Park Rising. I kind of just want to take him. Yeah, you probably should. I mean, it's a really good suggestion. Sean Patton, ladies and gentlemen, Echo Park Rising. Let him hear it. Keep it going for your first round one. Who? Oh, Sean Patton, my hero, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for Sean Patton. All right, here we go. Ready? All right, Echo Park Rising. Yeah. All right, so the time was uh, uh, 7 minutes to 9 p.m. on Sunday, August 215th, August 2015, 16, 2015. The place, the Virgil, the show, competitive erotic fan fiction. The performer was me, Sean Patton. While looking at his Twitter profile for info on the suggestion, 
He realized that he had double booked himself tonight and was also supposed to be doing a set at the Lost Night Pub as part of the fucking Echo Park <laughs> Rising Festival. Whoops. <laughs> In a panic, he looked at the lineup for this stupid goddamn fest, looked at the name of the bands looking for inspiration, you know, with names like Bird Dog, Bloody Death Skull, Fart Barf. <laughs> Kira and the Lesbians. No Parents. Lollipop versus Burger. <laughs> sex Things. Like, seriously, are these bands just nominating one member to take a fucking hit of Salvia and then name, they name the band after the first shit that comes out of their mouth? In my opinion, these are all begging to be made fun of. They're begging to be made fun of. Too goddamn easy. But suddenly, on his Yahoo News app, Something came up about the Oath Keepers. Far more goddamn interesting. So let's just say Sean Patton pulled an audible. How long you been back in country? Asked Marcus. This ain't my goddamn country, replied Jack. My country had law, order, and most importantly, followed a constitution. Constitution, said Marcus simultaneously. <laughs> The two men then stood up, placed their right hands over their hearts, and together said the Pledge of Allegiance, both pausing from time to time to weep in a manly way. It was quiet in Ferguson, Missouri, at around 4 a.m. Marcus and Jack had pulled, they'd pulled patrol of the graveyard shift, appropriately named because probably some of the protesters shot were dying at that exact hour. Personally... The, eight, the AR-15 doesn't pack enough of a punch for me, said Jack. I've seen bullets bounce off targets over 200 yards away. 200 yards, said Marcus. That's the length of two whole football fields. <laughs> Someone finally understood the way Jack thought. <laughs> they found each other in one another's arms. You want to go Brokeback Mountain style, asked Marcus. Never seen it, but sure, replied Jack. Well, it starts with you sucking my cock like it were a grenade you were diving on to save a platoon. A G-16 urban warfare grenade, asked Marcus. More like a, more like a Ruger 52-6. Marcus knew what that meant. Mark was, Marcus got down on his knees and took that whole cock into his mouth, slowly. He got all the way to where his nose were buried in pubes, much like a USMC infantryman hiding in the rubble of a school in Karachi. <laughs> he slowly slid that cock out of his mouth, slow like the bolt on a 30-06. <laughs> and when he got to the tip, Jack's cock exploded like an M16 set on three-round bursts. And Marcus slurped every ounce of that jizz like an oatmeal out of an MRE. <laughs> Delicious, said Marcus. <laughs> Packed with carbs for energy, vitamin D for immune system, and potassium for a strong constitu constitution. <laughs> said Jack, again, simultaneously. Marcus stood up and looked Jack in his deep blue sniper for two tours in Afghanistan eyes. <laughs> they shared a moment. 
Then Marcus Pepper sprayed him. <laughs> ah! Screamed Jack. <laughs> God damn it, get it together, Marine! Shouted Marcus. I can't see! You don't need to see, you goddamn pussy! <laughs> Marcus had been trained for this. Sorry, Jack had been trained for this. <laughs> he knew what to do. No, he didn't have use of his eyes anymore, but he didn't need his eyes. When he had his four other senses, he calmed down, collected himself, taste. Mm. He could taste the desperation in the air. Was it the desperation of the people of Ferguson for a police force that didn't abuse them? No. It was desperation between two men finding each other. Feel. He could feel his cock. All 4.5 inches of it, which is the same barrel length of a Glock 17. He could feel it getting erect again. Here, he heard zipping, buckling, pants being removed. And then he smelt that smell of dirty soldier ass crack. Marcus, in the meantime was bent over, on all fours, cheeks spread, much like the American middle class. <laughs> his asshole was begging for... His asshole was begging for Jack's 15-word-capable tongue, much like that middle class man's begging for equal tax rates. <laughs> Before long, Jack's face was buried in Marcus's ass, tonguing away. Stop! said Marcus. Load me. <laughs> what? said Jack. You heard me. Goddamn right he heard him. He knew exactly what to do. He pulled the 6R 40 caliber from his holster, took the clip out, and started pumping those 40 caliber bullets into Marcus's asshole. <laughs> Which, with each pump, Marcus felt more powerful. I am the angel's tear. I am the devil's laugh. <laughs> I am the Grim Reaper's touch. I feel so powerful. Those bullets finally stimulated Marcus's colon, and he blew a napalm hot load all over that street, the same street Chuck Berry learned to play guitar on. <laughs> Once the pepper spray faded out of Jack's eyes and he could see again, For a second, he thought maybe they'd ended up in a car wash, given all the bubbly white foam that surrounded them for a 10-yard radius. (laughs) 10-yard radius, he thought. That's what a smokescreen bomb covers. I (laughs) sat there quietly. Finally, Jack, just out of nowhere, said it. Constitution, this time alone. Marcus knew what he meant. He started crying. Do we have to? But he knew the answer to that question. See, they had shamed the Constitution with their homosexual act and now had to commit a dual suicide. (laughs) They put the barrels of their M4 assault rifle and Mossberg pistol grip pump in their mouths, respectively. But before they pulled the trigger, they docked their penises together. So that whomever found their self-decapitated bodies would know that, yes, they respected the Constitution enough to end their deviant ways. But they'd also found one another. Two men joined in this life or whatever whatever life came next. It's kind of where I had to stop because I knew Brian had someone, Ted, someone had to come up. So that's that's just the, that's the end. (laughs) 
Sean Patton. Keep it going for Eliza Skinner. Dalai Lama. He's not allowed to have sex, so thanks, guys. Uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee was a buzz. They'd never had a religious deity visit them, unless you count the time Elvis bought a pair of boots at BJ Bootlicks on the outskirts of town. But that was more rumor than truth. But now the current Dalai Lama, Tenzin Gyatso, was coming to town to greet people and give a speech on peace or whatever. <laughs> The Dalai Lama was also unsure what to expect, having never been to Pigeon Forge. Would they all be backwards Tennessee hicks? Would they all be racist? No, he thought in his infinite wisdom. Racism is an American problem, and to scapegoat it only to the South was simple-minded. <laughs> As his bus pulled up to his hotel, he was taken with the banners and festivities awaiting him. Welcome, number one monk, and we love the Dalai Lama, they read. <laughs> Steam arose from the many vats of boiled peanuts, and the children were line dancing in the streets. Overwhelmed with the excitement, Tenzin leaned out of the doorway and waved, muttering to his assistant, Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> As the crowd cheered, the Dalai Lama's assistant hurried him past them and into the hotel. Once in his room, Tenzin slumped down onto the bed. These hotel rooms were all starting to look the same, and it was depressing, even to a man who owned seven copies of the exact same robe. <laughs> He pulled out his phone and typed a tweet. Another hotel room, another place to potentially hang myself without my parents finding the body. <laughs> then he quickly deleted it, typing, every day is a new chance to create tomorrow. <laughs> and he posted it as he mimed what he imagined jerking off looked like. <laughs> Suddenly he heard a rustle at the door to his room. Not the main door, but that weird murder door. <laughs> to the next room. Someone seemed to be trying to get in. Tenzin got up and went to the door to listen. Yes, someone was definitely trying to get in. He took a deep breath and opened the door. It swung open and in walked Dolly Parton, astride a full-grown adult llama. <laughs> She was topless. So was the llama. <laughs> Miss Dolly Parton, the Dalai Lama stammered. If you come to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, then you've got to get some Dollywood, she giggled. She slid off the llama like it was greased, which, judging by the trail she left, it was. <laughs> I heard you weren't going to get a chance to visit my theme park while you were in town, so I thought I'd bring the fun to you. This is Jason, my llama. The llama bared a set of yellowed teeth at the Dalai Lama in a smile that said, Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Dolly winked at the Dolly and said, Want to see something neat? What happened next was confusing to Tenzin. The Dalai Lama had been all around the world and had gone bowling with Jay-Z and made pancakes with Oprah but he had never seen anything like Dolly Parton getting applesauce eaten out of her butthole by a llama. <laughs> <laughs> a 
As the first lady of country bent over, facing him, her huge pendulous breasts in her hands, she stammered, Jason knows how to find my spots. And he really loves applesauce. The llama's long, sticky tongue left ropey strands of saliva saliva slapping all down Dolly Parton's legs. But she didn't seem to notice. The Dalai Lama had taken a vow of celibacy, but his body hadn't. His llama dick was starting to swell, as well as was the actual llama's dick. Tenzin's was different in that it wasn't wet or bright red. (laughs) But similar in that it was huge and bouncy. True fact, the Dalai Lama has a real bouncy cock. (laughs) Dolly Parton saw the tent being pitched in the Dalai Lama's pants and she giggled. Now remember, sweetie, we can't touch that thing, but you can watch me touch mine. She laid down on the bed next to him and started touching her clit, slick with llama spit. (laughs) Dolly looked at the dolly and whispered, Do you like looking at me? I like you looking at me. Jason was chewing on a curtain. (laughs) The Dalai Lama's cock was starting to ache and leak. It wanted her so badly, but he didn't. Because religion is magic. (laughs) Jason suddenly seemed to smell something and sashayed back over to the bed. Dolly put a handful of applesauce into the Dalai Lama's hand and said, Put it where you want it. The Dalai Lama took his trembling handful of applesauce and cupped Dolly Parton's pussy, (laughs) filling it with mashed fruit. The llama, Jason, (laughs) nudged his hand aside and began slurping the applesauce out of Dolly Parton's swollen cunt. Dolly locked eyes with the the Dolly and muttered, Watch me. Watch me like it's you. (laughs) Jason farted. (laughs) Dolly bucked and grabbed the sheets in her fists, moaning and breathing hard. She moaned, coming in the llama's face. Jason. The Dalai Lama also came explosively, soaking his robes, which was okay because he had six other ones in his suitcase. The two of them laid there, breathing hard, staring at the ceiling, and slowly their fingers intertwined. Sadly, Jason never came that night. (laughs) Instead, he walked onto the highway and was hit by an orange truck. (laughs) (laughs) That's a skinner. Who else is ready? Round two, who do we got? I need Liz or Kieran. Kieran, do y'all, ladies and gentlemen, let her hear it. Either. Okay, dog, dog, the bounty hunter. You guys remember? You're like, yeah, get on with it, lady. You guys have that look of expectancy. I didn't know this story, so I did my best. Ow, ow, ooh! 
It had been 40 fortnights since Dwayne the Dog Chapman had stroked his own poodle maker, as he was wont to before a shoot. And now that he was back for season eight of Dog the Bounty Hunter Boca Raton, Florida, it was time to find a delinquent, chain them to a fire hydrant, and then fuck that delinquent and that fire hydrant with his own mighty furry fire hose. Matichewski, are we rolling? Sure, boss. <laughs> Doug's wife, Beth, sidled up to him like a busted, big-tittied uh, Betty Boop who has been <laughs> smacked in the face with a dildo and run over by a truck in the face. <laughs> and said, Good luck, baby! Rubbing her plastic Botox body all over his... Fur tail. What? I, I don't know. Um, okay, our subject today, he said, is Estelle Leibowitz, an 87-year-old grandma who skipped bail from county for kitty-diddling a 17-year-old at the local bagel shop, filling him with a very different kind of schmear. <laughs> Time to pump her. Full of justice. (laughs) Doc stepped into his refurbished 77 Buick, hit the gas, and headed for Century Village. This bitch was old, and there wasn't much secret where she was hiding. Doc waltzed past walkers and geriatrics, old fucks playing canasta for reserves of Viagra. past caskets into Leibowitz's room. 69. Dog snickered. (laughs) Fierce. I'm about to head in. Over. Because he has a walkie-talkie, my friend told me in the back. (laughs) He busts down the door. Estelle, you're fucked! But it turned out Estelle really was fucked, and her walker was a lily pad in an elaborate game of fuck leapfrog. (laughs) Take a step, thrust. Take a step, thrust. See, old people's homes were one of the saddest and horniest places on the planet. So sad, it brought a tear to dog's horny eye. (laughs) That's not how you do it. He said, looking at Estelle, this is how you do it. And then, uh, magically, Montel Jordan started playing on the radio as a dog ripped open his ponytail in the thin fibers of his flimsy tank top, revealing uh, erect nipples. (laughs) Oh, dog! Estelle cried. Fill me with your schmear. Fill me with the schmear. Oh! But as dog was about to enter her with his meat Purina Chow puppy biscuit... His erect and throbbing bone of Rottweiler, he gasped. Estelle unfurled her labia. All 87 miles of it. Come and get it, boy. Get the schmear. Dog gasped. Fuck it. I can do this. He worked his way through flaps of flesh like a dog chasing a bone into an abyss of nothingness because, son, this vagina was crazy. (laughs) 
He got lost inside that fleshy eternity like a criminal on the run. Like the very criminals he was chasing. And just when he was in there, up in there and in the darkness, that's when Estelle clenched tight. And that's when he realized he wasn't just lost. He was imprisoned. (laughs) She tucked the student has become the master. She tucked her lady bits back into her granny panties. For while Dog thought that he could send her to prison, he was never quite really ready to face the biggest prison of all. An old lady's pussy. (laughs) That's the end of my story, guys. Karen Dion! Thanks, Karen. Where's Liz? Harlan, you ready? Harlan Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, folks, I want to apologize for screwing up. I did this once before, and uh, I was supposed to... I, last time I did it, I uh, went off and wrote something, but I didn't realize that I was supposed to come with something tonight, so I hope I didn't wreck your summer. <laughs> so, uh, Mighty Mouse it is. <laughs> It was one of those nights where I would have killed for a coleslaw. (laughs) The window hung open and the sounds of the night drifted in. A child screaming at the moon. A priest popping goldfish eyes with a stick. A bulldozer rolling over a really long clip. (laughs) My cigarette smoldered. The smell of boiled tangerine teeth wafting from apartment 507 just down the hall. It was my tenth day holed up in this tiny 12-floor hotel room. The paradise sky, they called it. More like, suck my father's cornmeal-covered ass cheeks, is what I say. (laughs) I was an exterminator. Let's just call me Black Eddie. (laughs) I was the guy they brought in when the shit shart the shack. (laughs) I took care of the big cases. The impossible cases. Black Eddie. (laughs) I watched the trail of smoke spiral up into the ceiling fan that didn't work. I watched the small hole in the baseboard on the floor. (coughs) Fuck me sideways to next Tuesday. What I wouldn't do for a fresh coleslaw right now. The hole belonged to him. There was no doubt. Too many people had seen him flying and out of there. <laughs> mighty Mouse. <laughs> well, you ain't so mighty once you come face to face with Black Eddie. Here's a little math question I always ask myself. What's Black Eddie times 45 caliber handgun 
divided by hollow tip bullets <laughs> times superhero flying mouse equal? <laughs> Answer. Dolly Parton's areola in a urine-soaked Walmart sleeping bag. <laughs> My eyes are red. Veins crawling across them like maggots on a charbroiled Korean dildo. <laughs> I'll wait. He's gonna show. My gun is loaded. Mighty Mouse is gonna make a mistake. And I'll be there to exterminate him. Black Eddie. <laughs> when it's all done, I'm gonna go grab a coleslaw. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'll get a potato salad instead. <laughs> Thank you. Tyler Williams. Thanks, man. The extremely erotic tale. Uh, where's Liz? There's Liz. Keep it going for your final competitor, Liz Stewart. Eunice had just celebrated her 56th birthday. Being recently divorced, she had taken the advice of her friend Lana and decided to install a pool in her backyard. A good soak is all I need to get my sexy back. <laughs> she proclaimed in between puffs of her Virginia Slims. The California drought had been particularly hard on Encino, and Eunice's sexual drought had been particularly hard on her. It had been 226 days since L.A. felt the soft touch of rain, and it had been 557 days since Eunice's skin felt the soft touch of a man. <laughs> she looked longingly from her kitchen window at the young, virile construction workers as they tore up her yard. I've got something you can take your jackhammer to, <laughs> she said. Oh, these young boys don't want an old bird like me. <laughs> Better just to let them go for tonight. After all, it is 5 p.m. and I have to pay time and a half if I keep them on much longer. Y'all can go. Thanks so much for helping out, she said, as the sweaty 20-somethings left her yard. I'm so horny I'm just gonna turn on some matlock Flick the bean and go to bed Just then, a loud rumble came from the backyard Eunice craned her arthritic neck <laughs> To get a better look She could see nothing just then, a caveman presented himself in her bedroom's doorway. <laughs> he was the perfect male specimen. His nubile flesh was untouched by fast food, trans, fans, trans fats, and Monsanto. <laughs> My name is Link. <laughs> <laughs> 
he said. My name is Fuck This Pussy. (laughs) Eunice said as she lifted her moo-moo to reveal her engorged labia, his manhood filled with blood. I've never been with an older woman before, he said as he removed his cave panties. (laughs) Come to me, cave boy! Eunice proclaimed as she stroked her clitoris. I have much to teach you! Eunice straddled the Encino man and took his sex into her lubricated canal. Ooga booga, he proclaimed. (laughs) Eunice rocked her hips back and forth, to and fro, and back and forth, back and forth again, yelling, You're gonna discover fire today, young buck! (laughs) The fire of my loins! Link could take no more. His gonads swilled with delight and he erupted. His troglodyte sperm had been waiting 40,000 years to find a home. That was, that home was on the stomach of a 56-year-old divorcee. Wheeze the juice, he exclaimed as he expelled the last of his seed. Eunice Bathed in the biological matter of recorded history, replied, (laughs) I'm not done yet. (laughs) In this home, women can have orgasms too, you know. Now get your dick ready for round two. (laughs) Link had never heard of a woman actually enjoying sex and was anxious to attend the event. (laughs) Eunice and Link found true love and now they they live in Sherman Oaks (laughs) and they run an organic soap company. Thank you. Liz Stewart. Let's get all the round two competitors back to the stage. Liz, you can stay right here. Where is everybody at? Back to the stage, round two. Where's Sean Patton? Darren Harlan. Sean ran off to perhaps do a set at Echo Park Rising. Also, he was supposed to be in Korea this weekend. That's a true story. Uh, All right, I'm going to remind you once again what everybody wrote. We started with Sean Patton with Echo Park Rising, kind of. Then Eliza Skinner with The Dalai Lama. Uh, Kieran Deal with Dog the Bounty Hunter. Harlan Williams with Mighty Mouse. And finally, Liz Stewart with Encino Man. So pick a favorite, starting with Sean Patton, Echo Park Rising. (laughs) Eliza Skinner, The Dalai Lama. Kieran Deal, Dog the Bounty Hunter. (laughs) 
Harlan Williams, Mighty Mouse. And Liz Stewart, Encino Man. Your round two champion, Ms. Eliza Skinner, ladies and gentlemen. Let her hear it! Thank you so much for coming out. Big round of applause for all the comics you saw this evening. That does it for round two. To hear round one from this show, go back and download episode 137. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It's a big help as our positive comments. And for more details on upcoming shows, you can follow me on Twitter at Brian Cooking or the show at CE Fanfic. See you next time. Now leaving Nerdist.com.